So, okay, I wish it wasn't the case, but it's amazing the difference between my fourth episode and my first three episodes. There's way less um, um, um than in the first three. And I'm here thinking, should I be recording this one or should I just go back and redo the first three? But quite frankly, I don't think I could do that. I'm just, yeah, I'm just over them. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. So in my previous episodes, we discussed... Uh, well, this podcast thing is awkward because I'm going to say we all the time when I'm here all alone in my office. Um, but I guess you get the point. So we discussed a bit about the effect of stress and anxiety on how we perform at interviews or anything we feel threatened with. It can be a tough conversation at work, a difficult negotiation, a presentation you have to give, um, public speaking and so on. So when we get wired to cope with stress, so what happens with our body and our brain is kind of rewires itself to, to deal with a stressful situation, we can sometimes forget uh, important things like our manners. Um, this can be a real problem when there is so much at stake during a recruitment process. So in fact, in my 10 tips document, which you can download from the episode notes, it's really important I, I go through that because people always tell me how everything went wrong on the day of their important interview. And I'm like, yes, of course, you were stressed. That's what stress does to you. You know, your brain is working completely differently and you were making bad decisions. So yeah, so go to that 10 tips and have a look at that. Right, so, but where are my manners? I'm Renata Benadi. This is the Job Hunting Podcast. Hello there, if you're new. Uh, in this podcast, I try to help you nail your next job and have the career you want. And if this is the sort of content for you, and you are looking for a job, you are keen to get a new job, it's time to, for you to move on or change careers or ask for a promotion, then subscribe and listen to me because this is the sort of um, content you will find in a job hunting podcast. As I said before, hopefully, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, it will be uploaded um, everywhere but it's now available on itunes and on my website please do share the love and share this episode with someone you believe will benefit from listening to this uh, the episode notes will include information on where to find me which is basically everywhere so i am pretty much a social um person and i am starting a very big social um, campaign in November and I'm doing this purposefully I think um, my I have a business I have a second business well I have a first business this is my second business and um, and you know as a business consultant things do tend to wind down towards the end of the year and be quite flat over January right and I in the on the other hand um, people do tend to reflect and reconsider their careers and job prospects and make big bold decisions about next year and I'm here to help with that and the podcast will be going on real strong and um, all through Christmas, New Year, January we will have lots of content and I'll be very active on Facebook, I am on LinkedIn, you can connect with me there 
but we will not have the uh, we will not be doing discussions about career progression job hunting on LinkedIn for obvious reasons and if you don't know that I can answer it just ask me on a DM um, okay so I think this will be a quick podcast unless I once again ramble into some rabbit hole of an idea and I need to pursue it but if not it should be quick let's see how we go here's the thing I've into I've interviewed people as much as I've been interviewed I'm talking about job interviews of course and it has surprised me that many interviewees don't follow up following their interviews at all I am such a proactive person that I really cannot understand why one wouldn't follow up after being called about a role or better still if they have been physically face-to-face on an interview with a recruiter or an employer but even if you don't do that you have to at least the very least say thank you for seeing me at some stage during the interview but I would suggest a sandwich approach so that a thank you uh, is in the introduction and you also say a thank you when you're saying your goodbye this has been a major milestone to get to the job interview phase or even to get to a call phase right it's like you have been chosen to be in the finals or the semi-finals if it's a call of a competition in the Olympics of the corporate world nominated for an important award you know just think about all of the different analogies right if you don't win it does not mean you're not a great candidate it means you're not so good that people spent it what I'm trying to say is if you've been to a job interview it means that you're so good that people will spend valuable time researching you comparing you against other candidates and choosing you for them to spend time getting to know you okay so if you didn't get the job you were not a perfect match for the role for one reason or another but please leave the recruitment experience with the strength and positive reinforcement that you are on track we will we will address taking you from a good candidate to a great candidate in another episode but you know what is not going to make you a perfect match for a role if you not don't say thank you <laughs> right so at least three times three times is my go-to folks the third time is you know when when you do the follow-up okay so the sandwich approach uh, if then you wait a few days so the sandwich is you know you introduce yourself you say thank you for seeing me it's a pleasure being here you go through the interview and then you say right thank you so much once again it's been a pleasure you walk out I mean you have you know your style I don't need to use my exact words just use the words for your sector for your personality that suit you suit your culture wherever you are in the world you you should be the best judge of how um, how you do that and then the third thank you is the follow-up thank you they may have told you um, how long it will take for them to get back to you let's say they it's they say they will get back to you at the end of the week um, it comes to Friday they haven't come back to you 
you can contact them on Friday or on a Monday and say, you know, once again, thank you. You know, have you reached a decision? I'd, you know, be good to hear back from you. And thank them and ask them for an update. Note here, they may have given you a time frame, like I said, um, in which case you follow that timeline. You don't want to be stalking and as, as anxious as you may be, do not um, come back to them before the time frame that they've told you will be their time frame, right? Um, and also, don't think that because they haven't come back to you, you're out of the race. It, it could be that they're just doing too much and they have other things on. Um, and that's why they, you know, they're delayed. I, I have a, a good friend of mine who <laughs> had a, a recruitment process that lasted months, I, I, I think over six months. And it had nothing to do with him or the other candidates. It was just that the company was like there was so much going on. It wasn't a huge um, it wasn't a huge um, uh, priority for them to fill in that role and he just had to wait. Another thing to know, uh, if you have an intermediate, let's say a recruiter of course, who is managing the selection process, call them immediately after the interview to give them an update. They will have asked you that if they're a good recruiter um, and thank them. Ask them to thank the panel on your behalf because he or she, the recruiter, will have a meeting with that panel once they interview all candidates. And they, um, and the way that she or he refers to each one of you will have an impact on the decision. Uh, if there is still um, a thought uh, and, and a decision to be made on which candidate is best. And sometimes, you know, people... Um, struggle to make a decision if the candidates are good. So if you think of a situation where, um, let's say, Mary called the recruiter right afterwards, thanked um, the recruiter and the panel, and um, Kate didn't. In fact, the recruiter had a difficult time reaching out to Kate uh, and left a message and eventually got hold of Kate. So the, the message that will go back to the panel is this something like you know Mary asked me to um, convey her thanks to you I reached her um, we spoke on the phone she enjoyed the conversation she had with you Kate um, I managed to catch up with her a few days later and I believe it all went well you know what do you think that shows the selection panel who seems more interested in the role, Mary or Kate? Okay, all those little things will matter if the decision is, is hard for them to make. So I guess in some, don't overflatter people. No one wants that. So in my view, you should, however, acknowledge the process. This is a process um, and it is a competition um, in a way. Um, you are a box of cereal, they are choosing a cereal, they think you might be it, so you're doing the marketing and you need to enchant the customer. That's part of your game plan for that competition. If you don't win the competition, it doesn't mean you're not a great candidate. In fact, you, if you have received a call, you went from a very long list to a mid-sized list 
And if you went to an interview, you went from a mid-side list to a short list. And that means that you were really good. You were worth people spending time with you. So acknowledge that process by thanking them um, for seeing you and um, let me know what you think of it. Um, three thank yous, everyone. What do you think? Looking back, have you done it? I sure learned along the way. So um, it's something like a little rule that I've developed for myself. I think really it was when I was on the other side of the table interviewing candidates, selecting candidates, that I realized that there was an etiquette and a protocol that I would expect people to follow because it's such hard work to put a position up for grabs and to go through that process. You know, I've worked for very large organizations, some of them are very bureaucratic, and these things take a lot of time and effort from managers and HR teams to put together. Also remember to adapt this to your situation, your sector, your country. Yes, this is very important. Although the message is universal, the culture and also how much you know or don't know the people involved in the selection process may influence how you decide to activate the ideas um, we discussed today. I'm going to add to the episode notes, I was just thinking, uh, links to uh, research um, done by, well, I'll find the best one, but I think I'll link the one done by University of Texas, uh, Professor Kumar, on the power of saying thank you. This is a really beautiful um, research because it shows that the um, positive impact is in both the giver and the recipient. You will feel good about it and the recipient will feel wonderful about it. So what Professor Kumar and his colleagues say is, um, you know, it takes only a little bit of your time to put together a letter or an email or to say the words, but the costs are super amplified. The benefits are much larger than you expect. So I'll try to find the quotes as well because I, I really like that research and I hope you enjoy the extra reading if you're interested. And um, so that will be in the episode notes. In the episode notes, I will put a link to the 10 tips for making job hunting less stressful and more successful. It's a very long title for a tiny document. It's not tiny. I think it, well, it has 10 pages and I hope you enjoy reading it. It's not a big read. It's very quick. Um, and I explain why I put it together on the second page. So have a read and see what you think. That's all for now, folks. Remember to subscribe, share with others, check the episode notes, uh, and I will see you next time. Bye.